Hey, it's Mandy. Welcome back to the Launchable Podcast. Today we have the full team together. So that's me, Callie, and Chris. Do you two want to say a few words? Hey, everyone. Hope you're all having a good December. And I just want to say a quick word to Capstone Cohort 2109. You're almost there. We can do it, guys. We can do it. (laughs) Yeah, this is Chris. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Glad to be back. And I just wanted to let everybody know that it is 7 a.m. for me (laughs) on a Sunday morning. You're doing great. So I may not sound 100% coherent yet. I'm still waking (laughs) up, but glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So the three of us are here in this episode because it's the last episode of season three. And I'm extremely happy for all the episodes and interviews we've done together with the students and the community. There's just so much to be said about season three. And we're just so happy with the support we've been receiving from the community. So we just wanted to do a little bit of a reflection and talk about what season three means for us. The first question I have for the three of us is what stood out to you about season three? I think for me, two things stand out. The first is I really enjoyed all the Bites episodes just because you got to hear from so many students, but like in a very concentrated amount of time. And I couldn't get over just hearing people's voices because we have Slack and we interact, but it's just like, you're a real person. This is so nice to hear your actual voice and to hear your humor and just to hear you as like a real person. It just really helped me feel more connected to the community. And I, I really enjoyed that. I also really liked getting to know Surgeon and Pete better. Those interviews were fun to do and they're cool guys. So that was fun to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, I concur with that. And Also, just the amount of organization, professionalism, and new ideas that you two brought to season three. I feel like when we first started the podcast, it was more about interviewing individuals and the proliferation of different ideas, including interviewing staff and the bites. We even had a guest speaker. The Barbara Oakley episode was amazing. I think just overall, all the different directions that we can go with this podcast and still bring value to our logical community, just a lot of energy, a lot of ideas. I just love that about season three. Yeah, for sure. I especially loved how involved the community was. I just know that there were students that are not super active on Slack, but then they're able to be on a few of the episodes and to get their perspective on what logical has been like for these students who again, who may be a bit more shy, but now they're on the podcast and to get different perspectives, like from Women Who Code, the Bites episode that Callie mentioned and Thanksgiving one, and just having a lot more students getting involved and just a lot more accessible to be part of the Logical Podcast. I thought that's amazing. Yeah, hearing people talk, I love it. I absolutely love it. I agree with what Callie said, just hearing them speak it just reminds you, yeah, there are human beings here. There are awesome human beings here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Slack, it's not all, always obvious 100% of the time. But yeah. <laughs> so as season three winds down, we're going to get into season four uh, of the podcast. And Mandy and Callie, both of you will be stepping away from the podcast, at least as involved as you have been for season three. Where are you all going? I'm currently working right now at Mozilla. So I've been a software engineer for one month now, and it's been really awesome. And I'm going to continue at my full-time job, and I'm going to continue finishing up my computer science degree. So yeah, and of course, I'll still be around. Like I'm on Slack here and there if, you know, 
I'm around, so just feel free to message me anytime. And I'm happy to catch up with anybody who also wants to catch up with me. (laughs) Yeah, so I am finishing up Capstone, which is a sentence I want to like tattoo on me or something, because that seems like such a big, (laughs) it's crazy. It's crazy where we're at. So I'm going to start the job hunt in early January, and I will end up somewhere working somewhere doing something and enjoying it (laughs) but yeah I'm the same I'm gonna definitely be hanging around still I love launch school so much like if I could make three hour long commercials for launch school I would because I have so much to say about how much I love this place but yeah so I'll still be around too and I think that's one of my favorite parts about launch school is you know alumni were answering my questions at RB 101 why are you why are you so nice you know so much but that's just the community (laughs) It's always amazing. Sometimes you get a, just a really basic question about something. You got all these software engineers hopping in, answering. I'm like, D- do you know that just happened? Yeah. Do you know who you're talking to right now? That's crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. So it, I don't know of any other community like that. So that's been a really joy to watch. And just you two, you know, going off and you're both, I mean, Mandy's already working, but you know, Callie, you're yeah. going to do great. You're going to get a great job <laughs> in a few months here and then have you both kind of now come back and contribute to the community. Yeah, that's it just warms my heart to see that. <laughs> so do you have any plans for season four, Chris? Anything that you're like, man, I really want to take it this direction for the podcast? Season four, I don't know. I think my biggest to do for season four right now is to find the next Mandy and Callie. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so otherwise, I mean, I have a lot of ideas myself. So one of the things that's been happening is a lot of employers have been reaching out to me, talk about launch school. We're getting a little bit of notoriety out there when yeah. they hired one of our grads. I was like, oh, this person, this person kind of knows what they're doing. Yeah, I've been telling everyone at Mozilla about launch school. <laughs> I sent like an email to everyone that my manager's boss, that whole list. I was like, I'm from launch school. I used to work here and we do master-based learning. <laughs> You're going to get someone else reaching out to you soon, Chris. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're already connected there with Mozilla for sure. But it is very much like that. In your case, you might be advocating, but in a lot of cases, it's not. No one's really advocating for launch school from sort of the graduate side. It's just like they notice the performance is really good from somebody mm. with a profile that maybe historically they wouldn't expect to be performing at that level. That's a very common story I hear. Right. Sometimes people ask about, oh, okay, you're getting these high salaries. Are you like doing something weird on your resume? Are you, you know, are you taking <laughs> employers out? And it's like, how does that help anybody in the long run? Right. If you're faking employers out, getting in there and then like crashing and burning, I don't know that we can operate as a school for much longer. Right. So the most common story I hear is that people do a much better job than their managers expect. And then some of those pleasant surprises will lead to conversations like, how did you become the way that you are? Right. (laughs) And then sometimes people will mention, yeah, part of it was launch school. So I'm getting some inbound questions there. So I think season four, I want to maybe introduce some of that, some of the employer side, because if you are really a good training program, if you're a good education program, shouldn't employers be aware of you and, and want to seek you out? And I think that's what's happening for launch school. Season one was like kind of core people because we started a podcast, I think, right when we started launch school. So we didn't really have capstone graduates at that point. And then season two was more like, okay, now we have capstone graduates. Let's talk to them. And then season three, 
you to have really expanded the horizons and scope and quality of the podcast in season four. I definitely want to continue doing that. The bites are great. I want to keep more of that and maybe incorporate a little bit more of the employer side for season four. But that all takes execution. So I don't want to overpromise here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds exciting. <laughs> Can't wait for season four. Chris, what are your upcoming plans for launch school for next year? So end of the year is always sort of like reflecting about what we did this year and maybe thinking about what we want to do next year. And, you know, what's that saying? The days are slow, but the years are fast. <laughs> yeah. And I have a little bit of that feeling now going on 10 years of the scene. 10 years. Can you believe it? That's wild. Yeah, that is wild. I'm very, I'm very ADD-ish in terms of just <laughs> jumping around, doing different things, have a lot of ideas I want to execute. Doing one thing for 10 years is not something I thought I would ever do. But, you know, I get up every day and, and it's exciting. You know, I'm doing a podcast today on a Sunday at 7 a.m. Why? Because it's exciting, right? <laughs> very fortunate to like, not ever have experienced really burnout. Uh, I mean, at least doing this. So this year has been very good for launch school. You know, our salary numbers are just through the roof. And next year, I think is there's two ways I'm thinking about this. One is sort of improvements. And within the iterative improvements, just kind of improving what we do, strengthening our strengths, better student experiences, even better outcomes, more engagement with employers, pay our staff more, more seminars just improving the overall quality of launch school across the board. And then there's this idea of like this virtual cycle that's happening in launch school. So just as you two mentioned that you're going to graduate launch school, Manny from Core and Callie from Capstone, and you're going to stick around. You want to give back. You want to like participate in the forums. You want to maybe even do podcast episodes in the future. And I think this is one of the huge, huge, huge benefits we're doing at launch school. You know, Logical has the high salaries, which to me has always been a proxy for quality. And when I talk to Capstone people too, no one's like really hung on a specific number, right? Everyone's just so humble, so, so mm -hmm. good. They're not like, I need this number, period. So to me, I always share salary numbers because that to me signifies quality, the quality of our graduates, right? So historically, you know, we've relied on salary numbers to just show like, hey, we got something here. We're doing a good thing here. But I'm seeing more and more of like this virtual cycle, though, as a result of this quality, right? Graduates doing well at work, they get promoted into hiring positions, they want to hire capsule grads, hire logical grads, or they do a good job at work and the employers, their managers notice, right? So then that company wants to come and talk to us and engage with us. And there's so many other ways sort of this like virtual cycle manifests, right? Again, just how many programming communities have working engineers there answering questions? It's pretty common here right? I mean, that's just wild, right? Taking time to like debug a little exercise with you. So completing that virtual cycle more and more is another iterative thing I want to do next year. You know, we're a business, we charge money for a service. But you know, what I see is just so many people want to like give back quote unquote to logical and I was like, give back, we charge you money. <laughs> you don't need to get back. But like, I want to get back. Like, I love this community. I want to, you know, and so there's so much of that. And there's so many people that finish core and cap. So that team me about that. What can I do? How mm -hmm. can I contribute? So sort of again, and they're just super high quality people with a small army of high quality software engineers. What can we do? Right? What can we do? We have just such a wonderful thing here. 
So continue doing that for next year. That's Mm -hmm. on my mind. And we're executing that for sure. I think another part of me is like, there's an opportunity perhaps for a more audacious goal. And, you know, in my mind, I'm just thinking we have something here. We have something really unique, really good here, right? A proven curriculum and pedagogy that transparently in a very student-centric way drives people to $100,000 jobs, six-figure jobs. You know, and I always think about our community as sort of ladder builders, people pulling each other up, you know, not Mm -hmm. ladder kickers, (laughs) right? There's just this idea that we're going to help each other. And what if we could point this, what we built, the curriculum, the pedagogy, the school, the community, the people, what if we could point all of this to people who really need this, communities who really need this, lower income communities? This is near and dear to my heart because... I grew up in those communities. You know, I'm come from a family of immigrants, you know, below the poverty line for most of my childhood. And so it's one of those ideas that I feel very like there's a personal goal here for that. So the question I have in my mind is like, do we have an opportunity here to do something really good for the world? So I want to explore that. Certainly, we want to stay in business and we want to make money. But I think we may be able to have an opportunity here to do something much more than just that. So you know, we'll see. I don't want to say anything specific just because things take time to build. Again, doing this for like 10 years and we're at an incredible place for launch school. Yeah. Yeah, that is so amazing. I I actually have so many questions right now. (laughs) I mean, the cycle that you mentioned, Chris, about graduates now working and then coming back to help students in launch school, is that something you're thinking about setting more of a formal program, like a buddy system similar to what we have but maybe for working engineers and students yeah you know we do have formal systems already in place for that so for example on capstone our mentors are all working engineers and again this is one of the things like what coding program pairs you up with working engineers in the industry like mm-hmm. i don't see that you know most coding boot camps will hire tas to help teach for us in capstone we pair you up with working engineers. And that's a result of that sort of virtual cycle of people who have already gone down this path, have been out for a few years, have excelled at their work, know exactly where you are, and they are where you want to be. And they're basically saying, this is what got me there. And that's the path that we all take in Capstone. So like things like that in Capstone, we're already doing. Then it's much, much easier to do it there. Synchronous, you know, everyone's committed. Whereas in core, I think there's a lot of like stop and go, stop and go, right? So, but, and that's the feature of core. So I definitely don't want to take that away. So we're involving Capstone graduates as mentors throughout Capstone now more and more, right? From the project side to the job hunt side and just taking their expertise, their experience and incorporate it into sort of our usual curriculum. So that's been good. Informally, you know, that's been happening too, right? And the various, oh, we haven't done a tech talk in a while, but you know, they used to give tech talks and just bringing their industry experience back to the logical community, right? In some fashion or another. So I talk to a lot of them all the time. We have a separate community where we're just sharing information. And so a lot of times the seminars will pop up because of those conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So this is how I keep a pulse on the market, right? From our capstone grads. So even if they are not necessarily, let's say a particular person is not active in Slack answering questions, 
Well, they might be giving me a lot of information about the market and what they're seeing in the market, and that informs the curriculum, right? That informs what we teach because the launch school, the curriculum is not is not just made up out of thin air. It was at first, right, <laughs> in terms of my own standards for what I would expect a software engineer to be. But now it is beyond that, right? It is mm-hmm. about what do our graduates see on interviews and years after interviews and as they progress through their careers, as they move into leadership positions. I mean, we have lots of grads who have the title of director of engineering now, director of engineering. Not crazy. Fast promotions in the software world. But, you know, we're getting a lot of information in law school is about what should we teach to what depth and how should we teach it, et cetera, et cetera. So all of that, I think, is part of the virtual cycle, right? When you have good people out there, good graduates, and they want to continue to talk to you and stay engaged, so many good things happen, either officially or kind of informally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to stay at launch school and give back because when I see new students join, I'm so excited for them. I was there. Launch school is so much fun for me. It's going to be great for you. And I just want to encourage them and help them. Whatever doubts they had, like I had that too. And it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's interesting being here. So like this February, I've been kind of, I guess, a pain part of launch school for two years you really do see the same questions. But when you're the one asking, you feel like you're an idiot. You're like, nobody probably asked this. But seriously, everybody asked this. <laughs> it's okay. I asked this question too, a few months ago. So now I'll answer it only because I'm the one who asked it too. And yeah, helping people feel comfortable. And also just, I want to give back too, because Lodge School represents such a freeing career change for me. Mm-hmm. So I come from a background of education and I liked all the flashy promises of four months boot camps. But if I ever stopped for a second and thought, it's like, Cal, you, you have degrees in education. You know that's impossible. <laughs> like, you just know. And it made me sad that I knew that. But, and I actually remember coming to the Launch School main website and being bummed that it made so much sense. I was like, man, <laughs> I do have to take the slow path to mastery. Dang it. That is the only. That is the right way to do it, you know, because it doesn't it doesn't hit you emotionally as much. Yeah. But when I talk to my friends about launch school, I have to tone it down because I think they're going to think I'm brainwashed or something because (laughs) I'm like, it sounds like too good to be true. But I'm like, it actually is amazing. (laughs) Like, yeah, I guess if you don't like reading instructions, then yeah, launch school isn't for you. But any other reason (laughs) you should go to launch school. It's just done so much for me that I'm like, man, more people need to know about this. I want to help more people because it's a source of so much joy and it enabled me to do something that would have been totally impossible otherwise. So. Yeah. It's wonderful to hear. And so mastery based learning, it's slow at first, right? Totally. But it's an accelerating process and accelerates your career, right? Sometimes I remind people that it took me 10 years to get this information because I didn't have a structure. I had mentors here and there who pointed me in various directions here and there, but they weren't, ride or die with me through the end, which is what launch school does. So if you don't find somebody who will take you to the end, it's very easy to suggest read these five books or do these three things and Mm -hmm. then just like walk away. But launch school is like with you to the end, to the job offer. And so we give our instructions in a way that walks you forward. 
it's slow at first and it's not as exciting as the three, four month boot camp pitch. But I actually think mastery based learning to me is like very egalitarian. It's very, very open to everybody. Whereas the three, four month boot camp, I think a lot of people know that there's an X percent, right? X percent will not make it. So a lot of questions are just about what's your student profile? You know, because I want to see if I'm in that profile because I don't want to be in that. You know, if you're a good boot camp, 20% won't make it. 10% won't make it. If you're not a good one, then 50% won't make it. So it's like, I want to know who can be successful here at your at your three-month, four-month thing. You know, I don't want to be in that side that fail. But mastery-based learning is, you can be of any background and be successful. You have to love reading, though, I have to say that. <laughs> at least in our <laughs> curriculum. But, <laughs> You know, it, the background doesn't matter, right? And it could be that 99% of people here runs way faster than you, but so be it, right? You'll get there. In a lot of ways, I feel like the quote-unquote slow path in mastery-based learning is the more egalitarian approach, even though it sounds daunting. Yeah. You know, it says slow path, which I think it's good that it still says that, right? Because like your mileage may vary and stuff. Again, I started RB101 in February 2020, I'm going to start work as a working engineer in February or March of 2022. That's two years. And I had no coding experience at all. That is such a dramatic change. It's way faster than like college, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it sounds daunting at the beginning, but like you said, it pays in dividends in the end. But once you have the foundation, I mean, just like the amount that I've been able to absorb and understand in Capstone kind of feels like magic sometimes. Wild, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we spent four months in Capstone. Right. So, yeah. And after you go through that experience, you're like, how in the world can a boot camp work in four months? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. It kind of sounds scary at the beginning, but it's, yeah, it all works better than you think it will. And you kind of just got to take it by people who know it better than you do. You know what's confusing, I think, is just the market's so good. You literally can get a job after reading a book nowadays. (laughs) So, so it's, it's one of those things like, why do a, a program that takes two years when you can do it in, you know, three months? And it's just like, we're going to a different destination, right? Yeah, exactly. That needs to be articulated. This is why I hate pointing to salary numbers so much because you, you can gain numbers, but our salary numbers are just, we're the highest in the industry, right? We can say that. It's wild. And part of it is because of our process. When I started launch school, I started teaching people to code and the launch school, it did not think about any of this. <laughs> Only thing I thought about really was like, how do I produce colleagues that I would want to call colleagues, right? And that was the singular goal. But having gone down this road, there's been just so many positive effects. The virtual cycle, as I say, we mm-hmm. attract studious people, right? Not necessarily a ton of experience per se, but just there's a studiousness here, the culture. And if you're not, you show up here, it's almost like you're going to get converted to thinking about studying or else you won't be able to stay here right you have to learn to be a good student and respect studying and there's that opportunity to learn how to learn and there's so many students that will support you through that so many people that will share their study habits or their Anki cards for example (laughs) right (laughs) that's right mandy has the best deck you should ask her for it (laughs) (laughs) still using Anki at my work (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome I love that, Chris, you said about mastery-based learning and how there isn't 
a specific profile of a student that will succeed at Launch School because it's really for everybody. Like it gives everyone a chance and it's self-paced. And so if you're not good at studying, you have that chance to become better till you're ready for that assessment. I love that way of learning and teaching. And I think it's a bridge to those underprivileged communities that you wanted to expand logical to, because maybe in some of those communities, people think they can't do it for whatever reason, but, you know, mastery-based learning and having that ability to be self-paced, you give people that chance, then they can do it. Yeah, the ball's in a student's court, you know, I think that's what mastery-based learning allows, you know, versus a three-month thing where I think you're just incentivized to like expand it more and more to people who are just less and less ready. And then pretty soon you get a class or a cohort of completely different skill sets and different baselines to the point where you have computer science grads or people with a lot of years experience and they have people who can't open terminal. Yeah. I just don't know how you teach that in a fixed duration, right? That disparity. But yeah, that's what we have right now. And um, super, super happy with where we are and where we are as a school, as a community, you know, if the world ended today, I mean, I would be going out with my head held high because <laughs> of what we, what we did. <laughs> That's great. Do we have any last comments and well wishes for the community to end the year off? I'll just say the big thank you to everyone who's listening, just for making this community a joy to be a part of. And I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season with their loved ones. Yeah, I'll just echo what Callie said. I mean... <laughs> Happy holidays to everybody. Next year is going to be another great year for us at Launch School and just, you know, study hard, learn how to study. The market is so good and our salaries are through the roof. And if the market becomes not good, I guess sometimes I get this question like, okay, it's good now, but I'm in 101. So a year later, (laughs) two years later, what if it goes down? Then you'll be competing for jobs. You know, when we created Launch School, I don't think I thought of salaries as high, frankly, for our grads, you know. So when market's good, we're going to get our money. (laughs) And and when market's not good, then we're going to go compete for the jobs that are available. So, you know, either way, I think the the work is to study hard and just there's going to be a payday for you, for everyone there. Yeah, for sure. I hope everyone has a restful holiday and hope that everyone will have enough rest and come back in January, hit the ground running, studying hard. Thank you, everyone. And happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Happy holidays. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. (laughs)